Collins is next. Once again, to Fun Point, the podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I'm Eddie Colazzo, and with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Gamers, hello. Gamers. It's finally a podcast for the gamers. Uh-huh. It's this one. And here you are. Yeah. Um, I should mention that uh, we're, we're, we're shifting recording times because there's, uh, we thought it would be done by now, but there is uh, Christmas decorating going down on downstairs at the house where i live and yeah kim I, specifically really likes it i so saw you may hear some noises i saw like a good eight hours ago uh kim of the show on instagram was like all right it's happy tree christmas decorating time yeah, and been at it a while. I, I poured one out for you uh, well i helped as much as i could because last night i hurt my back by uh sleeping Oh, it's so, just your normal sort of latter half of your 20s kind of thing that happens so to me now, just, too? Just being an old man now is I woke up today and I said, ow, it hurts in my body. Yeah. I said, wow, I slept to the late hour of 8.30 in the morning and my back hurts. <laughs> so. Yeah. that's I smell like Icy Hot and I'm here to talk about punk rock. Yeah, it's it's the uh, the famous album about not not feeling any pain and just sort of being active and being excited. Uh-huh. It's the Gogol Bordello. The Gogol Bordello, it's the famous purple band you might from uh the the famous movies of wrist cutters and everything is illuminated. I remember I was like I feel like I've seen this guy in a movie before. You might have seen him in a movie if you've seen uh, uh, Everything is Illuminated. Uh, okay, I am on the, the album page for Underdrug World Strike, the album we're talking about today, Google Bordello. Yeah. And it has personnel, you know. Uh, Eugene Hutz on this album plays vocals, guitar, fire buckets, and yeah. body percussion. <laughs> yeah, the fire bucket's cool. Body percussion is kind of He Listen, he, my you know, he, he, hits, he hits his belly every now and then. He does. He Does he wear a shirt? Not often. I feel like I, every picture I see of is there's not a shirt there. Yeah, but so, so usually when he wears a shirt, it's like a regular, like, plain white shirt, and then he draws, like, a punk slogan on it, like, this torso kills fascists or something, and it's like, damn, dude. Damn, dude, it really does. Yeah, it'd be like that. So, uh, you want to start talk, talking about this one? Yeah, are you doing anything cool this week? Just wanted to ask real quick. No, not really. I mean, it is the uh, American Thanksgiving week coming Just up. Just American I mean, Thanksgiving week. I do have one million things due for colleges that I attend, okay. which I don't like to do. So but the only I books am, that you're uh, receiving this week are probably like textbooks. But I am, yeah, I'm re- I am uh, fortunately on Monday receiving a new text, a new tome uh, mm-hmm. from friends of the show George R. R. Martin. I'm going to see him talk to someone. I think it's someone kind of famous. It's probably, probably like Paul fucking F. Tompkins angry. or something. It's Paul F. Tompkins or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, cool. But I remember it was someone, and he's going to talk about his book that we don't want. Like, the one that I don't want to read, but I will it's anyway. It's literally cause... the house that I'm the least interested in of any house in perpetuity. Just <laughs> Like, give me, so give, me an 800, give me 800 pages on, like, House Man Woody, and I'd be like, okay, let's see where, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Spooky Starry Night? I'll take it. Yeah, for sure. But no, he says it's fire and blood Targaryens, and it's only half of it. 
But uh, oh yeah, hey, did you see the interview where he was like, "Yeah, listen, the next I'm I'm in a I'm in a de- I'm in a desolate cabin right now. Nobody knows where I am until I finish the Winds of Winter. But after I finish this one, who knows what I, what book I'm going like, to work George, on?" George, I know that's a lie because I have tickets to see you on Monday. <laughs> like you're not going to be in that cabin. <laughs> that's forever. a good point. Like that's a lie, George R. R. Martin. He is that's, he is going he to could, famous. He could just not show up. That's true. It could just be David Benioff and D.B. Weiss on each other's shoulders. Mm. And they'll say, thank you for coming, Eddie, all the way to Jersey City and paying all this money. Anyway, goodbye. Time to go home. Yeah. And then I will, and I'll like it. Do you think George is going to, like, get any cheap heat by, like, talking about New Jersey bands? Um. And being like, is anybody here? Like, the Gaslight Anthem? It's, uh, you know, while I was, uh, writing The Winds of Winter, this is how George talks, for the past, uh, 18 years of my life, I've been listening to the album, uh, Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen. Have you heard of it? Yes. Uh, the, the Night King is going to perform a 10th Avenue freeze out on all of Westeros. Uh, if you watch fans of the show may know that, uh, Jon Snow entered uh the Khaleesi, also known as Tunnel of Love, which is a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> it's a Bruce Springsteen so, uh, song. Uh, yeah, the river uh, refers to... You want to talk about a different Yeah, album? we should probably talk about Gogol Bordello, huh? Gogol Bordello. Uh, Sally was a 15-year-old girl from Nebraska in the first The first song. song of Sally, and now, I mean, my this is my pick. This is my album that I like. This song goes so fucking hard, dude. I love it so much. You... Uh, you know it's going to be a good song when, before it even starts, you hear, like... Yeah, when it starts with a fun scat, and then, like, the big accordions and violins come in. Mm. Like, this... If I didn't if I didn't already know that I wanted to talk about this album, this probably would have been my first ever Slap City. Uh-huh. It's real like good. This, it's a, Sally, yeah. She's a 15-year-old girl from Nebraska. And then Cultural Revolution just began. Yeah, she learned. She listened to a caravan and their music that they left. And then she was like, oh, Cultural Revolution has just begun. And then it's like, it's the mission statement of the band. And then Eugene just talks a little bit about how if he could be an animal, he'd be a fly. A big fucking fly. Yeah. Yeah. And he would fly around your head all day and all night. Yeah. The sound of it is just like, what? It's good. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to do Eugene voice then. I mean, it's... <laughs> you gotta. I was playing it from my voice. phone. That's how... it's a, oh, that was like, yeah, that was the phone. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I'm not that good at impressions. Uh-huh. Big that fucking fly. It's good. It's good. And also, like, as he's he's from Ukraine, and mm-hmm. when he was a child, like, he and his family, like, fled Chernobyl. Mm-hmm. And that's what, so when he's like, and I survive even fucking radiation, it's like... Damn, yeah, he does. He, he did. He, he he did that. He did that. He did that. <laughs> your fate. Your fate will never. It's you know honestly like Anthony Kiedis will never. Oh, genius has some translations here for words I don't understand. Yeah, there is a lot of sort of like Russian and other languages. There's a significant amount of Spanish that I forgot about on this album. I was like, hey, I know some of those words. He said chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Querico chocolate. It's so fun. It, it's good. <laughs> yeah. This is, like, a great start to the album. Yeah, I like it a lot. This is, Mm -hmm. like, this is one of the first good albums that I ever heard, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, did you have have that experience where, like, you listen to music for a part of your life, and then you listen to a good band, and you were like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be? 
Yeah, Streetlight Manifesto. Right. And I said, oh, this is things now. Because I listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers, and then I was like, this is good. And then I listened to Gogo Bordello, and I was like, oh. Oh, It doesn't have to be, how long, how long will I slide, you know? (laughs) I mean, it could be like that. It could be like that. And Eugene does every now and then sing like that, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's Sally. That's, that's Sally. Never Young. Yeah, Never Young. Is this, a, I is this the be fast one? Young. It's the one with the screaming. Okay. It's yeah. just like where the, you know, where the woman just screams over and over again in it. I, usually, see, it's weird because I remember liking this song, and usually my thing is I forget the, like, songs at, at the end of the album. Yeah. How does this one go? So, yeah, it is kind of fast, because it's like, By the desperate and confused emotion of the youth, I was brought to Crisis Island. To Crisis Island? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then um, he does my favorite line in the song, where, like, later he's like, And I knew I run away, so without further delay, I said, Two tears in a bucket, motherfuck it! And I just think that (laughs) two tears in a bucket, motherfuck it, is like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, through the garbage, I quick... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I would never, never, never want to be young again. And then um, one of the women in the band just starts screaming. Which I, I, you know, I don't, I don't care for the yelling. (laughs) But it's also, like, it's cool and punk. It is cool and punk. And, like, I get it. Like, artistically, I'm like, okay, you gotta express yourself. But, like, to me personally, I could go without hearing it, if you're being honest. But it's good. It's about, it's you know, a lot of these songs are about, like, how the immigration process is dehumanizing and, like... The music, music is how you can resist it. But I, I could, I could do without the yelling. Without the yelling. Would you, would you, if you could, here, here's some, um, existential brain, uh, prodding for you. Okay. If you could be young again, like you could pick the age that you want to be. Where you wake up and you say, ah, normal back. Normal back. But, like, you know everything you know now. Like you have your, the brain of a, of an adult man. Uh-huh. A child, you want to do that? Like, is there is there a time? No, you you decide. You could be like, I want to be twelve, but I know everything I know now. Okay, well, while you've had more time to think about this, you go first, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll think. Um, let's see. No, because <laughs> yeah, kinda. Because I know what happens. So, so you like, so you don't have the power to change it. You're just trapped in your boy body. Yeah, like if I so so say like I can't I go was, back to when I was 16 and being like and be like, listen, here's some literature. The friend zone's not real. Please stop being weird. I like, wasn't even thinking about like that was part of it, but I don't want to like say I, I became 14 again and I was like Donald Trump's gonna be president. They'd be like, okay, little boy, yeah, calm down. Like no one would believe me. It would be like, um, was it like? The the Greek thing, like Cassandra or whatever, that always speaks the truth and no one believes her, that would be me. Uh-huh. I would be cursed to that. I would, also, no, I would, I would, I would be, be like, the fucking oracle standing outside Spencer's gifts in 2009 <laughs> when it's like, you see how you're starting to sell troll face shirts? Pretty soon all of culture is going to be this. It's good. And then hey, no one will believe me. And then uh, the president will tweet Pepe's. I come the time of Richard and Mortimer, and you will not believe <laughs> what I have seen. Yeah, I- I'm gonna go to Adult Swim and pitch Rick and Morty two days before Dan Harmon does. Uh. <laughs> and then I'm gonna change nothing, except I'm gonna make Pickle Rick the episode one. And that's it. And that's it. Uh, uh, the timeline stays exactly the same. Yeah. Anyway, the next song is called Not a Crime. 
It's not. Drop the charges! It's good. So, like, I kind of, like, so this one, in the old time, in the old time, like, I feel it, and I get, like, what was the crime, though? No, that's the thing. I've listened to this song for ten years. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because, like, I kind of want to, like, be on your side. Like, fuck the police and everything. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, later they're like, yeah, fuck the police and, like, other songs, sort of, but, like... Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, this one's, you know, it talks about, like, um, naturalization and, like, you know, it's, I would assume it's about, like, you know, the criminalization of, like, indigenous cultures or, like, just, like, immigrants in general. But, I don't know, because, like, at the end, it's, like, it's not a crime, it's legal, perfectly natural, and it's, like, are you talking about fucking? I I thought he was talking about, like, barefoot. Like, 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 Eugene is, like, a barefoot is legal guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's that one part he's like, in the old time, it was not a crime. And someone's like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> in the song, they don't even know. Yeah, and if you were going to talk about, you know, you can't call the song Barefoot because people make fun of you. So if you just kind of veil it. Uh, bare- barefoot World Strike is what the album yeah. was originally called. <laughs> yeah, you're holding a slingshot with your toes, and it's very cool. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone loves to see it. Everyone likes it. Uh-huh. Uh... Okay, so I'm, I clicked on uh, words I don't understand. Yeah. And it says, in Russian slash Ukrainian slang grammar, okay, this means sat swinging legs did not want to work. In the so old kind of a pre- fun com- thing, huh? There you go. But it also says, in the old pre-communist time, it was not a crime to be unemployed. Mm. So. Well, there you go. Maybe he, he just doesn't want a, a job. Yeah, so Also, maybe- it could be about feet. It's probably maybe he's about like feet. a fun, like you know, Jack Terry cloth anarchist. But maybe he just likes feet. Also, maybe it's both. It's a little bit of both. Like Jack Terry cloth always like wears a suit um, with, with no shoes. With Eugene that never has. He never has shirt. Never has shoes, and there always is a problem. Yeah, just constantly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We nailed it. Is is this a song that has like weird? Like a couple of these songs have weird dub elements. Like, where they get all, like, freaky-deaky. It's, like, it's dub for those uninitiated. It's reggae-adjacent. Yeah. And it gets all, I mean, like, is this, is, Are you talking warped. about where, like, the guy who's not Eugene Hutz is just like, the fire in the bowel, no? And it's, like, yeah. it kind of sounds like he's, he's just, like, falling into a pit. And it's just, the effect on him is just, like, whoop, 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 whoop. But it's not dubstep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, this song's weird. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It's fine. Uh, can we get to the next one? Yeah, so I'm guessing you like the next song, Immigrant Punk. Immigrant, Immigrant, Immigrant Punk. Immigrant, Immigrant, Immigrant Punk. I just, like, for some reason, like, when I hear this, the the dance I want to do is, like, a capering goblin. (laughs) Like, I just Uh want to, like, caper around to this Immigrant, Immigrant, Immigrant Punk. I don't it's know. The, the, the thing, like, and you're a you're a bass man, but this this, this song has like that good like horny bass, you know. I don't so know how else to describe like, it. Someone's getting freaky on the bass. We got it's, a regular flea over here. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> you got a dictionary kicking around. He's there as the immigrant punk. It's them. It's him. It's him. Legalize uh, him. Realize him. Party party we still make sound you can't stand 
immigrant, immigrant. I, that's one of my favorite, like, motifs that a band can do. Like, Sean AJJ does that every now and then where he's, like, he'll just, like, sing about how, like, I know this sounds bad, but you you like it anyways. Like, I like that sometimes singers are like, listen, I know certain people don't like this. And but, it's true, but also it's wrong. And also we're going to keep doing it because I like to. Yeah. Uh, it's good. This is just kind of, this is just kind of about, this is kind of, this, this song is literally just same hat. Yeah. Like, when you see another immigrant punk, same hat. Like, that's it. No, yeah, it's literally, it's like immigrant punk solidarity. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Uh, he sees another one and he tells us. It's good. And he says, oh, another immigrant punk. And then they join together and make a big immigrant punk kind of group. That, uh-huh. that makes sounds we hate. It's good to me. I like this one. This album, I don't know if I have, like, one standout track on this album. Because it's all, like, overall, it's just all very good. But I don't know if I have one that's, like, this one's much better than the rest. Right. Because I also I don't want to say Start Wearing Purple because that's the... I mean, it is. I'm not to get too ahead of ourselves. It's a good song. It is a good song. And he mentions Foucault in it. So. I, you know, until I recorded this podcast, I never realized that he was just naming philosophers during that part. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, but first, we have to get to the next song, 60 Revolutions. Song fucks, dude. This is the one when he starts, he sings about the Chocolata. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this uh, is, I believe, I believe, uh, one of their, ba- this backup singer's name is Pedro, but he's... Okay. And yeah, he's the guy. Silo mueva como levate querico el chocolate. Uh, no, in, no more. In, what is it? No more injustice, death, and police. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw like bastante, and I was like, yes, enough. I know what that means. And then policia, <laughs> yeah, for policia, sure. Yeah. Oh, revolucion. I know that one. This song. Uh, sure. This is maybe the first song that we've talked about that has the honor of being one of my former MySpace songs. Like, it made it right under the wire, but I was like, enough mm-hmm. of peanut butter jelly time. It's time to get a real good song up it's on my time MySpace. It's time to get... Re- uh, so, I... You know, peanut butter jelly time is very funny, and it's like it's a classic. It's funny. But uh, did you pick this one because he says he makes a better rock revolution alone with his dick? I thought it was a really cool line. At the... Yeah. I mean, and now, also. Because he's At like, the there's time, a karaoke... It was it, a cool line. <laughs> Thank <know>? you. <laughs> But you know, this is the song where every every rock punk band that we've talked about so far has the one song that it's like, you know, a uh, Gerard Chemical Romance. He says, you know, I wouldn't front the scene if you paid me. Like most music's fucking whack, and mm-hmm. Eugene's like this karaoke dictatorship. It's fucking this is whack shit. This mm-hmm. rock revolution sucks, and I can make a better one if I if I fuck with my penis, with my big dick. You know? It's just really good when you're in high school and a band you like starts talking about how other music sucks. Oh yeah, of course. Very relatable. Yeah. But it's good. He literally can't stop like overthrowing czars because he sings too good and loud and fast. Mm-hmm. That They're just falling over and over and there's that no one can stop it. 60, 60 revolutions. Every minute. Per minute. That's a lot. It's a, it's a revolution a second. God damn. He's doing it. Yeah, so the song's about being very fast and using your penis and saying enough of the police. It's mm-hmm. a great song. Great song. It's 400 uh, beats per minute. It's great. <laughs> uh, next we have Avenue B. 
Mm-hmm. Sitting in a Russian, Russian bathhouse bath on it. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, okay, so now, uh, now I'm reading the lyrics, and what it says is no matter how much we sweat, we just can't agree. What were I you thought thinking? he was saying, I thought he said we just get angry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a bunch of guys making, like, dude soup, and they're just fucking pissed off about it. Yeah, they're just gaming on the couch, and they're like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Not okay. me. Not you. Hey! Yeah. I got it fucking 100% uh, chief with you. I don't know what the fuck the song's about at all. Um, this, yeah, this is... this. It's, I just kind of like the melody of the... Like, it's a, it's, in, it's, you it's, know, Russian bath. Because the first five songs are just, like, grabbing you by the shoulders and shaking you. And this one's kind of just like, it's a fun Russian bathhouse. And you chill, and there are a bunch of different people here with different experiences. Oh, we should have got Reiny on this episode. He could translate for us. Oh, fuck. I'd, I don't... I don't know if I'm ready to like speak words with Reiny after speak with words, this yeah. Week. After the uh, subterfuge game where kind of yeah, kind of took you out, huh? We bond we bonded over war. We were like full warrior male, uh, yeah, like relationship. So it's like I thought that I I thought that I would get like mad at Reiny over like his D and D character fucking me over during fansad, but mm. that was nothing. Nothing. Now, now you've seen his full potential. I literally, I woke up manually after four hours of sleep just to see if he was attacking me, and he was. <laughs> and it was, it was a on trip. a on a day where I had to teach school. Uh huh. That's that's that was kind of like the advantage of waking up at five thirty to student teach is I could get like a head start. And you, um, <laughs> that's just very funny because you got marked so quickly. Still, y- yeah, and it's, the way it's fine. So, I was eliminated on day two of eight. Yeah. And what I did was I was like, my queen is in danger. I think I'll send my queen deep within the heart of my empire where she's safe. Nope. Right. Intercepted. Yeah. And then the coward bastard beige was like, after I I pre-planned like, okay, I'm just going to launch all my shit in a last act of malice. Beige was like, uh, I could be, this is how Beige talks, I could be persuaded to let your queen live. Mm-hmm. I, I love said, how Subterfuge makes all of our fucking, fucking 99% of the time you talk to anybody in our Discord, it's just like fucking Kafifi Kulisi over and over again. But when we get into mm-hmm. the fucking spaceship game, everybody's like, mm-hmm. hmm, perhaps if I send my drillers into your old kingdom, perhaps I shall take them. And then, and then I said, fuck you. And then I died. <laughs> but I, but I, at least I had my honor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take it. And then I didn't have to play the game for five more days, which was nice. <laughs> yeah. I was really, after like day four, I was just wishing for, uh, death. One of the lyrics in the song says anal sex. I just found that out. Where's, where's that? So, uh, it's Your the, shopping right techniques after, are amazing. <laughs> it's right after Dasha sells equipment to the Chechen rebels. Okay. Um, Anala via astral. According to Google means, I come out of anal sex and astral. Okay. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's a song about the bathhouse, but it's also about sort of astral projection fucking kind I of guess. ascending to a new realm it's an incomplete translation and this is kind of why i think we're kind of like please please don't sing a please don't send us send in albums that are entirely in foreign languages that we can't translate uh-huh because uh, i don't, I don't have anything to say about this parts that i don't know other than like it sounds good uh my slap city this week is entirely in a different language anyway let's go on to <laughs> it's fine 
<laughs> the next song. Dogs I mean, it's in barking. a universal language of music. Dogs are barking. Yes, we're And barking. my wedding was just about to start. One it's thing so you fun. gotta fucking know about Eugene Hutz is that he loves good weddings and he hates bad, like, white American weddings. Mama diaspora. This is one of my favorite songs in the entire world of all time. It's so good. It's really good. And if also, if we didn't do this album, this would probably be, like, a, another Slap City choice for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, half of it, uh, I don't understand, but... Yeah, you know, he starts, you know, our, he says our mama is the diaspora and our papa's Gogo Bordello, and I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Exactly. There it goes. It's just... Cops were alerting. Kids, it's not... I love to be a monkey clapping when he says monkeys clapping, and then it does the clap sound effect. I'm kind of, I'm digging, digging into these, these lyrics that I don't know how to read. And there's I, I a, like. tw- there's a twisted one in there, I will say. Where is it? Throw it, leap, throw me. So, uh, right, uh, so in the, the first stanza where it's like, uh, cops were looking, kids were snarkling, then her father came up to me and said, mm-hmm. if you look at the, the, the fourth final translation on that one, it's kind of a twisted one. They say I'm simply sick, but nothing hurts? Yeah, it's like, you know, you could put that shit on a t-shirt with, like, the Joker on it. You could. You know, they call me, they call me sick, but I, I feel fine. I <laughs> They're do. sick. It's not, it's victory wine. <laughs> At my, my, my wedding? Yeah. It's fine. Can't under, so another part it says, can't understand, can't measure, only throw, and only up. You know, so they're like, He's, he's kind of yeah. He's playing throwy phone at this wedding. So there's that, and also kind of um, talks about his dick again. He does talk. So yeah. So this song is it's it, it's a veritable Great Gatsby. It's a Walt <laughs> Whitman. It contains multitudes because it's you know it's the, the this the duplicity of human life or whatever because it's about a wedding and also it's about uh, there's like there's like zoo animals there <laughs> for some mm-hmm. reason and then like. And then he talks about sort of like suicide and his dick, and then he talks about fucking a dancer real good. He does say like I grabbed her ass. Like, yeah, she held that. me by the hair. I held her by the. It's good. So thank you, Eugene. Yeah, and then he goes back to saying "beat fun culo feel sextura," which Sex- has no yeah. translation. It's just <laughs> him saying five <laughs> words that sound cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Feel Sextura was the the worst version of Ace Ventura. Feel Sextura. It's even hornier. Uh, as he says, uh, already then. Yeah. So. Somebody fuck me. Somebody. There are animals in this song. That's true. Ace Ventura's wedding. There's monkeys and dogs and everything. Yeah, there's bears. There's, there's c- cops, so pigs, you know? There's cops, so yeah. Am I right? Yeah, it's a veritable animal farm in here. I'm done with animal farm. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I, maybe you just don't get it, but anyways. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's, it's a metaphor for me. Yeah, it's. Have you ever heard of an allegory? You need a certain IQ. Yeah. Um. Anyway, next song is Oh No. Oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. It, it doesn't, doesn't have, have to, to be, be so. Even without any dough. So kind of another um, World Inferno thing here where they just never have any money and they're like, it's good to not have that. 
Yeah, making merry out of nothing, like in refugee camp. It's like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. It's, it fucking blows when you're being oppressed, and it's nice to come together and, like, jam. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's this album's, like, anti-boss song. Yeah. Because there's, you know, now nobody's making merry, only trotting scared of boss. Mm-hmm. And it's like... But, but that's and not, like, an actual boss, just a giant Bruce Springsteen. It's yeah. Like destroying the town. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got into the radioactive juice and he grew too strong and they couldn't stop mm-hmm. him anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. Please stop praying for Bruce Springsteen. He's becoming too strong. <laughs> You're, he's too strong. Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's got, it's like an Avenue B type of song where it's just kind of like a yeah, nice. Man, how's like, your blackout? I like that's that. A, it's good. That's, a, that's like a sick thing to ask someone. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And this, yeah, this is another song about being creative is good. It's like maybe, there's another maybe. part where he's like, so it's like girls are dancing in the streets. I got only one guitar. Like, how many would you need to play? That's a good once? point. He he really does do that multiple times throughout his discography, where he talks he talks a lot about being a chavo, and he talks a lot uh, about only having a guitar. But it's not, it's not like I only have a guitar. I got only one guitar. Yeah, like I don't. Says. I wish that I had more. I wish I could play all of them at once. But at yeah. the current time, he's really good at one. guitar. So, it like, maybe. Good to me. Maybe yeah. he could do it with his feet. He could do it? That's that's why he needs his feet out, so he can yeah. strum with them. Yeah, okay. Start God, I hope sense. Eugene doesn't listen to this. Uh, if you know Eugene Hutz, please don't send him this link. Please don't. Uh, um, put, uh, get him to listen to Pika instead. Yeah, he's probably listening to Pika. Get him to listen to Fantastic Satisfaction. He'd probably like it. Yeah, that'd be good. Um... You want to check in with the Patreon while we're yeah, at the halfway point? Uh, Patreon.com slash Thrones, where you can donate money, and at $5 a month uh, for this show, well, first, you, you'll get a special user of the week status once a week, someone. Uh-huh. And that's going to happen now when I bring it up. All right. Also, you can send in a mes- message that we'll read, and for Fun Point, you can suggest an album for us to talk about, which we'll also be announcing the next one. At the end of this episode. Mm. So stay tuned for that, or you can just probably look at the, the Yeah, you probably saw it like 30 minutes ago, but I haven't, yeah. so stay tuned. You haven't, yeah. I know it. I yeah. have forbidden knowledge that you don't. So that's fun to me. It makes you think. And at uh, $10 a month, you get all that plus special user status in Discord. And this week's special user is Alex Leafcrunch. Thank you. Alex Leafcrunch, friend of the show. Bars. Listen, can I say she's got bars, folks? She's got bars, folks. Leaf Crunch is not a rapper, but mm-hmm. bars. Bars. Absolutely Moses bars. Moses Bible is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Moses parentheses Bible. Yeah. So that you're not so confused. Good. Just so you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Alex Leaf Crunch. Thank you, Alex. Um, do, we have, do we have any messages? Uh, not that I know of. I don't think uh, so. I have one. Okay. Okay, I'll send it to you, and you can read it. Oh, is this, like, you You put money into the Patreon this month? I mean, I sort of do. Okay, yeah. All right, let me just check my, uh, my Discord. This is a tweet um, from Twitter user Dan Bandana, at Brooks as a noun, from this September 9th, 2009. And, uh... Is there a voice I need to do for this one, or can no, I just like read I mean, it? You can. Okay. If this is this is how um, t- Twitter user Dan Bandana Brooks has announced talked in two thousand nine. 
If Gogo Burdello were Christian, I'd feel a little less guilty about blasting them wherever I drive. But then again, I'm just so XX punk XX. <laughs> Thank you. So I just happened across that tweet uh, so did earlier you, this week. Did you remember this? I didn't, like, which made it worse, actually. So you just searched, like, your history for, like, Go Yeah, Go I just wanted to and... see if I, like, maybe I had some cool tweets about, like, really liking this album ten years ago. And uh-huh. what I found instead and you did. were... <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I also... There's also a tweet back there that I don't want to be read that's about how I think that people from Gogo Bordello and the Red Hot Chili Peppers should get together and have a baby so that they could have a wonderful musical child. So, like, works. my tweets all, haven't always been good, you know? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, that's kind of a recent development. In the, yeah, I like um, to leave the bad tweets up so that people can see the sort of growth. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're so brave. Thank you. Thank you for reading that. Sorry for springing it on you. That's what the Patreon segment's for. So. Yeah. Uh, next song. Here it is. Start wearing purple. It's the big, the back from intermission. It's the song you came to hear. Da, 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 da. Kim knows this one. Yeah? She's not here. Yeah. This was actually my first, like, when I got a cell phone in high school, it was my first, like, fun ringtone. You know, like, the non-default, like, a real ringtone. Mm. Everybody clapped every time it played. It was good. So, uh, the other day in the car, we were listening to this, and Kim was like, what does Start Wearing Purple mean? And I was like, I don't know, actually. Maybe I'll find yeah. out at the fun point. And now I know I see there, and it's not very exciting. It's it really it. not. It says, uh, we had a neighbor, this is Eugene Hutz, by the way, this is how he talks, he said, we had a neighbor, an old woman who was always dressed in purple head to toe. She was clearly bonkers, so whenever my girlfriend and I had an argument, she would start screaming at me, I would say, you might as well start wearing purple now. Yeah, so they so, just kind of lived in a duplex, and there was an old lady who would wear purple, and that was the insult they would use at each other. So, this song is very good. But, like, like it. 75% of it is start wearing purple. And it's, you know, it's good, it sounds good, it, it it's a good uh rhythm there, there is a five percent where he says from diogenes to the fuco he says that i like it and then he also says vio vio violetta which is good yeah uh this guy starts to wear purple for the rest of it which you know your sanity in which they will vanish i promise I was really excited when he dro- when I realized it was Foucault, and I was like, oh, maybe there's, like, some Foucaultian analysis happening in the fucking... But no, he just sort of Shoes, keeps naming people. Yeah, kind of like Shoes Are Prison, and, like, he just... Yeah, she- <laughs> yeah. yeah, out from under the panoptic boot. The panoptic boot, yeah. <laughs> gotta let, gotta let those but no, he's, just, he's kind of just like me defending my thesis where I'm just sort of naming scholars that I don't necessarily know about. Or I'm like, oh, yeah, Judith Butler and uh, uh, Dwight Conkergood and uh, uh, fucking, they would all say this. Yeah, Anyways. It's, it's I know all this and, you know, it sounds like something I should say. If you I'm know gonna... the name of the philosopher, it's the first step to knowing about what they say. Knowing the philosopher is the first idea of knowing one's. That's Self. true. You know, you can just say words in any order. Yeah, Aristotle said that. Aristotle. <laughs> um, as he's known, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Star Wars Purple, it's the song you know. Star Wars Purple, it's good. You should um, make it your, your ringtone on your Motorola Razor. In 2008 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, next song is called Think Locally, Fuck Globally. Which is a good title. It's a good title. I don't have a lot of experience with this song because it does have fuck in the title, so I used to not listen to it. 
it's just it's just kind of think locally, but globally. Like, yeah. it's just kind of that for a lot of it. Yeah, and he's a simply a Chavo kind of man. Think locally, uh-huh. fuck globally. Yeah. Which <laughs> I don't go. even, like... I don't even, even know sort of the thesis of that one, but, like, it's it sounds cool. And, I, you know, punk can be that. Punk could just be, you here's know, a cool string of words. It's just I, that I am just simply a Chavo kind of man, you know? Like, yeah. there you go. Yeah. A Guerrero? Chavo Guerrero back? fucks. Chavo Guerrero does fuck. Canonically, I've, like, it, he had a, he, he fucked somebody on the show, I bet. <laughs> he can't, he, he, listen, that was the only thing that came off the top rope, if you guess. There we go! Bringing it back. Yeah. Episode two or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like a funny fucking reference. Uh, look low. Da, 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 da. dick, you know? Yeah. A lot of that. A lot of that on this one. Chavo Guerrero coming big ropes. Okay. I, I tried to, you know, I left a little room for interpretation on I, mine. I don't, it's, I've had such a long week. <laughs> All right. Next song. Yeah. Okay. Underdog World Strike. It's the title, title track. It's the, it's the title. How's this one go? <laughs> this, we're at the point where I forget everything. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I am a foreigner, and I'm walking through your streets. But Yeah, okay, okay, I got yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, it's another, like, you know, It's long the crowd. underdog world strike! Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. It's another, like, title tra- track that's just kind of like, it's fine, it's good. I do kind of, like, forget how it goes sometimes. He, the whole thing is, he's like, it's the underdog world strike. Like, you know what the fuck it is. Yeah. Like, not really, like, not really, dude. Can you please tell me? <laughs> Like, are we fucking or are we overthrowing? It's, yeah, hey, you're, please tell me. I need to know if I'm gonna be... I need to says, know what's a pack. He says, I think we all know that it'd be punk hip-hop, be it a reggae sound. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, which one is it? Because <laughs> he didn't say it is, he says be it. Like, yeah. like if it is, you know? Like, you when you're gonna tell, like, the the global proletariat to, like, connect through this type of music and, like, start the underground world strike, you gotta be specific. Yeah, you gotta be, you know, united. United front on yeah. the underdog world strike. Be me, or you, or leisure class. I think we all know. Yeah. I guess <laughs> and we then do. And that'd be punk, hip-hop, we had a reggae song. Yeah, like, I don't... Let's go, it's the underground world strike, whatever. Yeah, Just maybe it's, it's, maybe we'll it's like it a Manchurian candidate thing. We'll figure it out as we go. Where it's like yeah. when we hear this, the good sound of Google Bordello, it activates us like a sleeper cell, and we're like, oh, I uh-huh. get it now. This music's good. Yeah. Thank you. We're all, we're all, we're all in this together, like they said in that movie. Cause it kind of did work on, work like that for me, cause I remember, like, I was really into Google Bordello in high school, and then when I graduated, I had this very cool opportunity to, like, go on this tour, this, like, week-long, like, trip to Europe and go to, like, Paris and London and shit. Mm-hmm. And Did you like, get baptized while you were in either of those I places? didn't. I was unfortunately already baptized, so my soul's already sort of taken care of, but... You can... Not, they, no rule says you can't get double baptized You can get born again again, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, And, like, the, the fucking tour guide was like... Now, uh, there are certain people that will mug you, and we're going to base that on just sort of the way that people look in their skin skin color. And, okay. um, and I was kind of like, I was, I was like, I think you're just be, kind of being racist against Romani people, I'm, huh? I think I'm kind of feeling like it's time for an underdog world strike. And then I didn't get mugged, and I was like, oh, they were just being racist, huh? I think it's time <laughs> for an of- underdog world strike. 
Huh, kind of just a little racist one on there. Sprinkle it on there. It's a tour guide, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> kind of a weird sort of, because you go to a, you know, when you're a high school student, you say, I've got to travel the world to be, you know, to become less racist and see other ideals. Sometimes you go, you have to be careful to not accidentally become more racist because they'll try to make you that. Here's where they try to trick you. Yeah. This, yeah. this one's hard. This one's hard, yeah. <laughs> Jamaica mastered. <laughs> Paris. Yeah, okay. Uh, next song, Illumination. Uh, is one of the last few songs kind of just like an instrumental one? Or am I yeah, this one is just kind of him on the acoustic guitar. It's kind of like an emo one. Okay, because I, like, I remember there was one dunna, th- dunna, that doesn't dunna. have all the, like, instruments and, like, body percussion that I've grown to. Yeah, there's no the fire bucket in this one. It's just like, don't uh-huh. believe them for a moment, for a second, mm. you know. Kind of a, a ballad, you know. Yeah. The ballad of Eugene Hutz, parentheses feet. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be fine with the joke. <laughs> he'd, he'd, be like, he'd be like, oh, good one. Yeah, good one. Thank you. Come backstage, hang out. Yeah. And then please, I'd be like, please. oh, thank you, I, I don't drink. One other, and then, I don't know if it's this album, but there's one album cover, I don't know if it's a live album or something, but it has him, like, crowd surfing on a drum. And oh, it's, I like, believe that's coolest, live from Axis Mundi. And that's, like, the coolest picture I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm nowhere near cool enough to hang out with Eugene Hutz. He's a DJ. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's fucking cool, dude. He's so cool. Okay, so this song, it's it's like the sad song of the album, and it's like, it's ultimately like, you know, it's, you gotta look out for yourself, because no, nobody in this awful country is gonna look out, look out for you, and it's like, from a clear, like, subaltern immigrant perspective. Mm. But my ass, when I was 15, I was like, oh, a worm? I get it. A worm? I can relate to this. I was like, yeah, no one will save me, you're right. Anyways, yeah, I gotta was- go to fucking <laughs> soccer practice. Yeah, damn, the same old punk song. I know punk. I don't want to waste my time. Become another guy. Yeah, I've seen the fucking Now That's What I Call Punk commercial. I know all about Finger Eleven. It's good. It's good. Uh, The next song, Santa Marinella, is in five different languages. It is, I'm pretty sure. I think it's Italian and Russian. And maybe something else. Yeah, according to Genius, it's the story of a hardship an immigrant from the Soviet Union went through in Italy. So Uh that would make sense. So kind of not something I want to make fun of, but I also don't understand what's happening. So I don't have many things to say. Yeah, I I don't know enough about what's going on to be problematic. Maybe kind of just drop in a Caesar Zeppeli in here. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was thinking maybe like a Vento Oreo cuz you know something okay. like that. But did yeah. you watch um the last episode? I didn't yet cuz this week's been a bad one. It's very good. Um Six Bullets appears. I don't know. I know that Six Bullets that. appears there. I Twitter has told me that there's sort of a funny dance thing that happens. I don't there's, know anything about it. There's beyond sort of that. okay, there is sort of a funny dance. There's also sort of a funny torture scene. So Okay. Uh, kind of both sides of the JoJo on this one. Yeah, get all the all the spectrums of JoJo. Mm-hmm. Um, not to, uh, I mean, I, the song's good, but I don't know what's going on in it. Can I, so I, this song, it's good. What's really good about this song, though, if you remember, is there's a Tarantella in the last 30 seconds of it. Yes. And it fucks, dude. It does. Uh, like, the uh, first five minutes of the song, I'm just like, you know, nodding Kermit, and I'm like, yes, this is good. Mm-hmm. But then I, I am transported into a circle pit, and it's... Mm-hmm. 
it it's like for me it's the part of the album that conveys the energy that like you feel at a gogo bordello show because they're so fucking when, high energy when you and the boys hear a tarantella and it's you know shit's about to get wild yeah it's <laughs> i was so unprepared for my first gogo bordello concert oh god because my mom picked me up and she was like why do you smell like alcohol and it's i was like because my shirt is covered in alcohol and i'm 15 and i'm scared it just happened on me i'm sorry yeah, I got, nothing even spilled on me, but I was still covered in alcohol by the end of the night. <laughs> it ruled, dude. It's, Cannot recommend the Google Bordello show enough. Uh, oh, I was scrolling down this show, and, and I see an Italian part, and it says, um, porca putana. That's a bad word. That's fine. Yeah, it's like, it's like a, it's an iconoclastic sort of against, like, Madonna, like the Holy Mary. Uh-huh. Um... The next song, it's a punk, I like. you know, it's famous punk thing to be like fuck, fuck this song. icon. I like Undestructible a lot. The fucking accordion at the start. It's so good. Yeah, this is like this is my fucking like when I'm trying to jog one and one half miles without dying. Like this is the last song mm-hmm. I put on my workout playlist because it makes you feel like Undestructible. a fucking. It's like, I'm the fucking, like, Eminem fan on YouTube in the comments. It's like, this song makes me feel like I'm going Super Saiyan when he says I'm beginning to feel like a rap god. Like, this is that song for me. Honestly, though, I, like, I listen to that song and try not to feel like a rap god, so. Have you ever? I, you know, I can't say that I've ever not felt like a rap god. Okay, I don't know if you know this, but Eminem and Marshall Mathers are not the same person. Marshall Mathers, this is violent. It's, it's some, it's called Kayfabe, look it up, and, um, he's playing a funny character. Hey, speaking of uh, Kafab, did you remember? Is this is Survivor Series this Sunday? It sure is. And Brock Lesnar is fighting Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's killing my favorite wrestler live on television tomorrow. Yeah. Is, is there like any stakes to this, or did they just say we're doing it now? You know that Daniel Bryan, he's an evil bad guy man now. He kicked AJ Styles in the balls. He, he kicked the famous noted uh, homophobic man in the balls. Because that's kind of that's what the bad guys do in wrestling is they kick the homophobe in the balls. Yeah, and now he's going on Sunday to fight another homophobe. Because it's just a great company. It's a really good company. I got an email from WWE yesterday that was like, Hey, listen, I know you canceled your nine ninety nine a month wrestling subscription. What if we gave you the network through February 2019 for literally 99 cents? Would you come back then? Like, they're really desperate for those numbers. It's a pretty good deal. It is a pretty good deal. And, I mean, I, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I'm probably going to do it. Yeah. But, right, you you're know. Get, you're, you're getting a, a bit robot so let's, uh... Okay. Anyways, let's, if you keep giving it your, your all, you will become one with Undestructible, and it's a good song. Undestructible is good. Uh, then we have Mishto. This is, uh, don't know what's going on here. Me neither. It's kind of like a Gogo Bordello thing. Like, most of their albums end with, like, a big long song with limited uh, vocals, and the rest of it is just very cool building instrumentals. Mm-hmm. The only thing I know is that, like, Mishto is, like, Romani for cool or good or awesome, which I like. I'm just, just like, like, great! Yeah, the final song on my album is nice! Nice! We did it! Did it, gang? It is! It's a nice song. Mm-hmm. I like to hear it. It builds, it builds, it builds. It's good. It's it's like it builds, twenty it builds, minutes long. It's not twenty minutes long. It's like seven minutes long, which for us, yeah. is, you know, that's you know nothing. that's why I, I waited for the two week era of Fun Point so that you'd ha- you know have time to listen to Mishto. 
to Michaud in its entirety. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's good. It's a good album. I like it. Um, that's Gogo Bordelman's Underdog World Strike. It's the Underdog World Strike. That's how he says it. Yeah, song. it's how he says it. Did you like to hear it? I did like to hear it. I want to listen to, to more. Go Over Dell is a band that I always like knew three songs of and just for some reason never listened to more of. Uh-huh. Like, it's... I'm a wanderlust king. I'm yeah. stay on the run. Like, that's a good song. Yeah. Uh, when I was when I was little, uh, Underdog World Strike and Super Toronto were like my two. And those are mm-hmm. those are their best albums. Transcontinental mm-hmm. Hustle is also pretty good. Mm-hmm. But Thank you. It fucks. It's uh, good. We Thank do you, Slap Eugene. City now, Right? Yeah. Thank you, Eugene. Uh, I think you go first on this one. Okay. So, so uh, since, since I've already done Gogo Bordello, I'm not going to put another song on there yet. Uh, might do that again someday. But, so on the new Gogo Bordello album, he does a song with the famous uh, music player of Regina Spector. And okay. Regina Spector has a good song that I like. And I like it because she makes, like, cannon noises with her mouth, and it's really cool, and it's called All the Rowboats. It's just a song about being a, a warring man in a painting, but then, like, mm-hmm. throughout the song, she'll go, like, and it's, like, okay. it's cool and good. I like that. Sounds good to me. I've never listened to Regina Spector. She's good. She, she'll make you cry. It's about now. Hey, now it's finally uh, time that I do. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Regina. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for my, us? So, as, as we mentioned before... Um, there is the, the one song where he sings in Spanish about the Chocolata, you know? Right, the so famous Spanish word. Kind of like, uh, Eugene is talking about his, his cultural roots. So it's time, it's time for me to put mine on, uh, Slap City. Okay. So I am picking a song. So this is kind of like, if you grew up in a Spanish speaking household, which I did, but never knew how to speak it. This is like a funny meme song. Okay. That the only two times you'd hear it on on two occasions. One is it is at like a party or a barbecue or something, and the other one was if it was Sunday and your mom was cleaning. Okay. And uh, the song is called "Suavemente" by Elvis Crespo. Okay. And it fucking, it's about, basically, don't, you don't need to look it up because it's all the different ways he wants a girl to kiss him. Oh, besame. So, okay. Besame, besame, yeah. Suavemente, besame. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so I'm kind of breaking tradition by putting it on a playlist that you listen to on your leisure time, which is right. not the proper time to listen to this song, but I'm trying to expose it to a wider audience. Oh, kind of a diasporic Gogo Bordello on it. Dias Mama, diaspora, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. So... Yeah, I like that's it. my intentions on this one. I like it. Thank you. It's a, it's a really good song. I'm um, glad we finally yeah. have Elvis on Slap City. Yeah. We ha- can, uh, the Christmas music was playing earlier, and there's a fucking Elvis 
like song for Christmas. Yeah, and it wasn't good. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I you, I listen. I don't care for Elvis's Christmas music. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know. I don't really have a big stake in the whole Christmas music debate, but I do. I certainly don't get excited to hear it when I'm shopping. I, my, at a here, this here's season. my thing. No Christmas music is good. Yeah, like Except, objectively. But that's because all of it was written in vampire times. Even Mariah Carey, the famous song of Christmas is uh, you? I'd say it's, that's kind of like the poster child for like new Christmas. It's so the it's exception like, that proves the rule, if you ask me. Exactly. Yeah. Because the, um, then fucking jingle bell, jingle, that comes on and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, anytime I'm just sitting in there here, fuck off. I'm I'm done with this. I'm sick of I'm sick of this man's face. Did you ever hear the the punk rock version of Twelve Days of Christmas? Who's it by? I don't know, but it was it used to play in like fucking Fye when I was shopping during Christmas, and it's literally like like eight tumbler notes, five large oh. pizzas, four oh, no, checkered vans. I, I'm like, thinking it was like old man punk. Like it was like no, no it's like no what people our age think punk is. Oh no, that's very bad. Yeah, it's like how people are like, I, I walk into my 10th grade chemistry class and I'm like, I love punk, parentheses, Fugazi. And they <laughs> say, I love punk, uh, parentheses, Newfound Glory. And I'm like, excuse me. My friends overused a pretty good song. Fuck if I know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what do we do? Questions, right? Questions. If you have a uh, funpointcast at gmail.com or funpointcast.tumblr.com, uh, for questions, if you want to send one in. First one this week comes in from friend of the show, Maxi Bajillion, who asked, the colors, colors of my college were purple and gold, which are good colors, and a few years ago, That's our marching true. band start, started playing Start Wearing Purple during football games, and everybody loved it. But there I was, smugly knowing that these casuals don't even know Gogo Bordello. Eric Andre voice, what if we started wearing purple? What if we started wearing purple? Can I tell you something? I have a purple tie that I wear sometimes to, okay. to, to teaching. And kind I of a very, kind of a killer queen, and I feel uh, you should put a fucking cat skeleton on. Maybe it. you could put like a cat skeleton. Maybe I'll subtly put one cat skeleton each time I wear it, so uh-huh. it's like you don't know. It's like boiling a frog, you know, like you don't notice it until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I want to. Purple is the color of royalty, so kind of like you know, not into that. Yeah, but it does the, look the, the famous pro royalty podcast. Yeah, fun point. So. Kind of like cognitive dissonance on that one, but it's a good mm-hmm. color to me. I like it. Uh, a Tumblr user, Dr. Bol- Balls Dandy, asked, Gogo Bordello was my first big boy concert, too. I saw yes. them in Boston with Mariachi El Bronx and Flogging Molly, and it was good. Anyway, why is every single song in this album good? Just it's ca- kind of like I said, that no, there's no duds. But also there's no, to me, there's no like, this is the song. Like it's Yeah, all, I like, like the first, it's... I would compare it to the first half of graduation by the the by the 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 man that I don't like to otherwise praise at this point, Kanye West. Is, is, is that the one with fucking Barry Bonds on it? Yeah, here's another. Oh, hit. as as soon as you hit Barry Bonds, it's like d- d- all downhill. Like that's yeah, it. which is funny because the whole song is like, "Here's another good song," and it's like, ah, no, you, nope. But then it's like, it's like, good morning, champion, can't tell me nothing. Like it's like a fucking stronger, like all in a row. Yeah. And, and then you reach that point, and then that's it. Because, like, here it's like, dogs are barking, start wearing purple, and it's like, fuck, Eugene, damn. It's good. Uh, 
Dr. Bolzandi also asked, on the 17th, I'm seeing the good band of Streetlight Manifesto play their good oh. album of Everything Goes Numb. Uh, if you could see any other Fun Point album played cover to cover in this manner, what would it be? Um, I'd probably be seeing Streetlight Manifesto play Everything Goes Numb in its entirety <laughs> on November 30th. Oh, it'd nice. Probably, it'd probably be that one. But I honestly, think... I'm gonna... Okay, you go first, because I just had a joke, so... I don't... I've already seen some of these, almost. Acid Rap would be fun. Acid Rap would be fun. No, I know, it would be three cheers for Sweet Revenge. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. I was Red Eye Soul would also be very fun, because I've never seen World Inferno, but I think I, I would leaning... have to go with Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. But in, like, you know, leaning... like a small venue, you know? I was leaning Rumors, but it's gotta be Three Cheers for Sweet oh, Revenge. Oh, Rumors would be fun, too. Yeah. I've already, uh, like, I've already seen Deltron 3030 in a room of, like, 20 people. It was pretty good. Uh-huh. Was Automator oh, yeah. there? What? Was the Automator there? The Automator was there, and Kid Koala. <laughs> Oh, sick! It was it was genuinely fucking sick, dude. But yeah, I would like to see Gerard with um with all of the the emo geeks and gamers out there. Uh, last question this week comes in from Scooter Lewis, who asked: I was in a JoJo RP game a while back, and a player who dropped out had a stand called Gogo Bordello. What do you think a stand called Gogo Bordello would do? It's been probably, I mean, probably the fire bucket or body percussion would have to play in somewhere. The, the, those would activate, like, you would have to, like, and then, like, slap, <laughs> yeah. like... The fire bucket is the fucking stray cat, like, the fucking... Yes. Or yeah. the fucking, uh, sheer heart attack. Yeah. That, that like, when, uh, what is sheer heart attack would say, like, look over here, that's the, the like, like, that's what you would hear. Yeah. They go, that's but, a, yeah. It starts, um, underdog, like, underdog world, world strikes, like, they just erupt wherever it's activated. Oh, you just, you start a literal political revolution anywhere you are. Yeah, so you have to be very careful with activating this ability. And I'm just also, so because, I I know that I fucking do a JoJo podcast, so I'm embarrassed to ask this, but like, usually stands are the songs, not bands, right? And like, is that usually true? I mean, there's no are there? hard and fast rule. Because then, I, like, we've had Dan of Steel, which is a band, but that huh. wasn't a stand. Yeah, true. So, like, if the stand was, like, dogs were barking, then, like... Yeah. Then that would be... That, that stand would, like, force you to marry someone. No, it would force you to marry it. And then it's like, well, you you can't my, you can't hurt me. <laughs> my stand, husband. Undestructible, sucks shit and dies all the time. <laughs> Everyone beats it up. The stand allows you to carry two guitars at once. Oh, fuck, I wish that were me. <laughs> I uh, died trying to play two guitars. <laughs> Thanks, Eugene. Thank you, Eugene. Um, so thank you for everyone who sent in questions. Um, this week, we we pick the... Uh, the special random number spe- Patreon spe- one. Special Patreon uh, pick. I got one here for you, and I think you'll like it. I don't know if, if you listen to this. It's an artist you're familiar with. Okay. But I don't know if you've ever, you know, fully gotten into this album. It is from Friend of the Show, Funny Lauren. Okay, kind of a funny I, Lauren. I do want to mention that this, it says in the email, this was submitted uh, the day before P got meetup. So kind of just a, okay. a from the past on this one. And funny Lauren suggests we talk about the artist known as Kendrick Lamar. Okay. And, and his first album, Section 80. You know, that's kind of the one that I've never really listened to. 
eight doobies to the face. Fuck that. No? No, yeah. It's Good Kid Mad City into Pimp a Butterfly are like the ones that I know very well. <laughs> good Kid Mad City is so fucking good. It's really good. It's really good. Uh, I saw him uh, open for the bad man of Kanye West, and he had like a full band play a lot of the songs from that with him, and mm-hmm. it was very good. I also saw him open up for Kanye West, um, and I didn't was know Was this who on he... the Yeezus tour? Yeah. Okay, yep, same. Same hat. I also didn't know who he was until I saw him at... Like, I had heard people talk about Kanye West before, but it's like how when kids are like fucking, uh, uh, fucking Post Malone, I have no idea what that man sounds like. Huh. But like, I remember for the for the Tampa show, it was like Kanye West with a special guest opener, and my peanut brain at the time was like, "Oh fuck, he's gonna! I hope he brings Jay Z to open for him." <laughs> and then he announced Kendrick Lamar, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I went to the oh, concert, no. and I was like, "Oh, was Jay Z was here?" And then Kendrick Lamar said, "Yak yak yak," and I was like, "Okay, cool, 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 cool." And, and, I'm then, here. and then your fucking chest caved in, and, and then, then literally <laughs> like fire effects played on the stage. Yeah. And it yep. was it was good. It was very good. So we're talking about uh, the small man of Kendrick. Small Kings Rise Up. <laughs> yeah, keep Solidarity. your chin up. Keep your chin up. Chin up. Um, next week. Well, not next week, two weeks. Section 80. So thank you, Lauren. We'll uh, see you then. You can listen to us on Yaddy Yaddy Boys next week. Mm-hmm. Next weekend. Um, and he's back. And he's back and it's good. Did you uh, did you hear the the Game of Thrones news that they're not actually going to be two hours probably per episode? God, I hope so. Yeah, it's probably just going to be sort of a regular, maybe long episodes. But oh, they please. kind of pulled a fast one on us. If they put all that extra shit on like Blu-ray bonus features that I don't have to watch, I would very much appreciate that. Yeah, we'll we'll watch that at Peacock Meetup four or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I'll buy it and own it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, thank you. Uh, Axel Rose, thank you. Uh, thank you, Casey Eugene Hutz, uh, Sergey, uh, Pedro, Pedro, Elizabeth, Pamela. I don't remember the other people. Chavo Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, uh, Chavo Guerrero Senior, um, uh, Dan the Automator, Kid Koala. I looked up Avenged Sevenfold the other day, and did you know they're like Avenged Sevenfold is like the best-selling metal band of all time? Really? They've had like number one singles. Huh. Funny. I just I just thought they were the, the Beast and the Harlot men. And yeah, I kind of thought they were just deep. like a Guitar Hero 2 band. Apparently not. Apparently they're very famous and huge, so... <laughs> M Shadows is so funny. <laughs> D- remember that they're, um, rest in peace the Rev, but the the new drummer just doesn't have a cool name and he's just Brooks? Yeah, his name is... Uh, Brooks Wackerman. Brooks Wackerman, yeah. That's so good. In a band with fucking Zacky Vengeance. Yeah, it's listen, I, tip, I I historically do not like other people being named Brooks because that's my name and I have it. But, mm-hmm. like, like Brooks Whelan can fuck off. But, like, mm-hmm. Brooks Wackerman can have it. As only as long as he's in Avenged Sevenfold, though. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait until we talk about City of Evil. <laughs> That is that is the one with the funny Beast and the Harlot on it, right? That is Beast and the Harlot and uh, Backcountry, yeah. Ah, fucking, I'm already flexing. (laughs) Alright, well, see you then. Alright, see you then. Talk about Kendrick Lamar. Semper funny. Semper funny. Give me some reggae. Give me some uh, music. Bye. Bye.